You are listening to Jair, 88FM. folks and welcome to another edition of 10k radius brought to you by mgm productions and my two co-hosts today are mendel and morris good May- morning Maisie and Maisie. 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 Good, good morning gentlemen good morning listeners and uh, Gatoffel. it's great to have you back Maisie. well i haven't been here for two weeks the first week i was uh, in bed with the dreaded uh, Lurgy. Lurgy, the uh, COVID. It's the first time I ever got it. I was uh, quite surprised, but that's what you get when you go to a same-sex marriage and kiss both brides. <laughs> on um, the cheek. <laughs> uh, well, there was one that was full on. Morris, I must, before the show continues, I would like to wish you a hearty muzzletoff. A few days ago, you celebrated a milestone birthday, That's I'll call right. it. Yes, on Wednesday. Yes, on your Yom HaLedit, <coughs> Muzzle Tov. Thank you. And uh, may you go from strength to strength with Hatzlacha, Parnosa, and Habracha, Bis Hindit and Swansig Zuckman in Yiddish, and Maya Esrim in Ivrit. From well, everybody at Jair and from all the listeners out there. Happy birthday, mate. Thank you very that much. That was on Wednesday. It was very enjoyable. The 31st. 31st of May. May. And uh, 72. Yep. Uh, I don't know I don't know whether I'll get to 120. Yeah, you'll you be there. Uh, maybe day. with a bit of luck. You don't look a day over 71. I'll have to keep taking the tablets. Now, boys, how did you celebrate the day? Uh, went out for lunch with my daughter. Lovely. Um, had dinner with the mishpocha, uh, and uh, that's it. I mean, what what more could one want at seventy two? A tance, a tance, <laughs> a kush, a, a cuddle, a hug. Yeah. Grandchildren. Yeah, the nachas, the nachas, and the family unit so important. Well, that's what it's it? all about, yeah. you know. At our age. Mm. Um, we forget about all the frivolous stuff <laughs> the and get into the important now, stuff. Moshe, what about your Hebrew date for your My birthday? My Hebrew date, here, I think, is Chaf-He-Ear. Oh, it's been well and gone. Yes. Well, so, that's a big uh, difference, yeah. So between us in here, we've got 222 <laughs> years. Me and Gary, the same year, there 52s. We're the 52 boys, yeah. Right. That's right. And last week we weren't here, of course, because we had our mouths full of cheesecake. Yeah, and ice cream and blintzes. And ice cream Ooh, and blintzes. And, I oh. didn't have any. You didn't have any? No, I stuck you to my thing. Diet. No carbs. 
Ah, uh, you can have uh, a bit of Gary celebrate. On, on Chagim and Shabbos, you forget about diets. <laughs> they say uh, <laughs> that you grow a second stomach. <laughs> yeah. So spiritual um, food. You can you fill it. You can fill it up as much as you want, and then you can get rid of it after Shabbos and Yontif. But mm. anyway, uh, Shavuos was very enjoyable. Uh, listened to the Aseret Hadi brought, and uh, then tucked into the food. And uh, yes, it's uh, a very enjoyable Chag Shavuos. You don't have to do much other than sit if, down and fress. If you have a, a Shavuos story, you can call us and let us know. Absolutely. Tell us your story on 90 or text us a message. 0404556988 and don't forget to put your name on the bottom and and I actually found out on I actually found out on Schwarz that we've got a uh, someone that listens to our program religiously give him a shout now out when you her. listen to a program religiously that means <laughs> you're in bitter sorrows but anyway Ofer, uh I hope you are listening uh, Shabbat Shalom, and um, it's wonderful that we've at least got someone that re- listens to us religiously. Regularly, like Rosie from Elwood's another one, Gary. Yes. Rosie from Elwood. Yep. So that's some, two. And Yossi at Krauss's down that, in Ripon That's Lee. three. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've almost got a soccer team. Yeah. Let's yeah. play the disclaimer before we get in any trouble. Please. Shall I play it? Yes. No, I've got to press yes, the right. Yes, do. Us press the right button. Press the right button. J-Air yes. is not responsible for the views and opinions expressed by its presenters or guests. J-Air presents a wide variety of views and opinions, which is to the benefit and purpose of community radio. Guess that's us. Another celebration, gentlemen, I'll talk about. This was last oh, yesterday in Eretz Yisrael, Gary and uh, Moishi. Yeah. The... Uh, the big uh, Jerusalem Pride Parade. Oh, oh yes, Big yes. news over there. Uh-huh. And luckily, we're fortunate that there wasn't uh, the protests that they were expecting. There was no. only a small group. They reckon 30,000 people turned up for the parade, their biggest ever. Appropri- appropriately dressed, I would imagine. Yeah, small. Or, or undressed. Well, you look, <laughs> each way you look at it. But... Um, it's lucky, and they had, I think, 2,000 under cops there. A lot of them were undercover. Undercover yeah. is the word you're looking undercover, for. Undercover. Yeah. Right. And uh, it was um, something's very special there, boys. The 21st annual uh, Jerusalem Pride Parade. Um, and previously, uh, Itamar Ben-Gavir was a protester. Yes. Going back years, but this year he had the job of coordinating all the uh, security arrangements, and uh, yes, he's toned down. He's bit. toned down it because um, the police actually were on high alert with um, that uh, huge amount of cops being there. Two, well, two thousand. That's a lot. That's a lot. Just interestingly, uh, the uh, they expected a, a, a bigger protest from the far right group, the Lachava know anything about them no. but it was all uh, you know all up in the air it didn't go ahead like only very few arrests and the other interesting point uh, I looked at Moisha was the um, that uh, the legalization of homosexuality 
activity in, in Israel was legislated in 1988 by the Knesset. Did you know that? No. Yeah, 1988. Gary? Right. It was legalized. Homosexual sexual activity in Israel was legalized. Well, I reckon that for next year at the Jerusalem Pride Parade, yeah. we should have a J-Air 10K radius float, <laughs> and Gary can dress appropriately. Yeah. And, me, and uh, I'll pull, I'll pull the wagon. Yeah, and you can uh, Mendel, you can sit there in an armchair or whatever, <laughs> and uh, that would be good. Uh, we yeah. could have our own float. What do you reckon? Why not? They reckon Tel Aviv is the gay capital of the world. What? Yerushalayim? Well, they're Tel very, Aviv. Tel Aviv. Well, they're very happy people. And don't forget that Tel Aviv uh, Pride March is uh, one of the biggest um, annual. Parades, pride parades in the world. Really? There's some facts for you. Beat yeah. Sydney? Yes, definitely, Sydney's, Gary. Sydney's supposed to be the number no, one. No, this is number one. Sydney, Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv is the number one. Yep, for the biggest pride parade in the world. There's That's, that's some interesting facts. But got so dunk, there was no incidents because I think about eight years ago, if, you're, if, I, if my memory serves correct, there was a stabbing. The Haredim there stabbed was a, someone. There was a woman that actually yes, got killed. in that parade. Yes. And they, they were... I think it was you know, 2017, something Yeah, like something that. like that. It's a while ago. It was a tragedy, yeah. Yes, tragedy. So there you tragedy. go. It doesn't matter what your leanings are. Mm. Murder is murder. Yeah, and you've got to have respect for all these... LGBT groups now, you know. You, you better get that uh, <laughs> right. It's LGBT. you got to remember the... GT. Something like that. Yeah. you got to remember the plus afterwards. The plus, oh, yeah. If you leave off the plus, cool. you're in big sorrows. Etc. Yes. The plus equals etc. Right. It's all the other trans, groups. Trans. Trans, yeah. <clears throat> I asked someone once what the plus meant. You know, a, uh, a lesbian. And she said it's all the other groups mm. outside of those six or whatever mm. LGBTXYZ. I wonder if they have a group for heterosexual people. Of course they do. <laughs> I, I, course, thought, yeah. I, th- I thought you were the president. Of course, Gary. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm ignorant. No. <laughs> anyway, this is 10K Radius. Brought to you by MGM Productions. Today's the 2nd of June. Yes. Second day of winter. Second day of winter. Oh, it was freezing this morning. It was 8 degrees in the car coming in. But it was 5 overnight. It was cold. Let me tell you, at 4 o'clock in the morning when I woke up. At 4? (laughs) <laughs> what are you baking chalas at four now? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He's mixing the dough. Yes. It's 8.3 at the moment. Northeast winds at seven kilometres an hour, heading for a maximum of 15. Mm. And for the rest of the weekend, showers tomorrow, 16, and Sunday, partly cloudy, 17. So it's just a one-off coldish overnight. What have we got on the program today? Let's have a look. Same as usual. No guest in the studio today. So we'll do our stuff. It's uh, the 2nd of June, day 153 of 365. It's 42% of the year is gone. Is it? Yep. 
of the 41.9 to be exact. Yeah, secular year. 212 days to go. Yeah. Uh, which chorus today, the June the 2nd, corresponds with the 13th of Sivan. Yep, Yud Gimel. Yud Gimel, 5,783. Yep. And today you can light your candles at 451. When's the earliest, Mendel? About the 23rd of I June? I don't know. Look, uh, Look I used to have a site which told yeah. me when's the earliest time, but for some odd reason, it's dropped off my phone. It's I about half an hour prior yeah. to that, yeah, to be on the safe side. Some have 28 minutes, 30 minutes, 32, 28 to 32 minutes. Gary? Your wife's ringing you, uh, Gary. No. Pick up the colours. Pick up the colours and bring home the milk. <laughs> I'll call them back. Okay. Uh, and uh, Habdallah can be made any time after 5.52 tomorrow. There you go. The pasture of the week is Nassau. Yep. The COS feast is the air of his kosher. And anything to add? Only that we've got the uh, national themes to... To, to read out shortly yeah, yes, your favourite topic, Gary. <laughs> well, in the program today we'll have Around the Shtetl, Twatum, Yiddish, a few jokes and music, Pasha of the Week, shout-outs, the return of the dreaded blower vac and the grizzles, grudgeskas and gripes, maybe a little bit of council corner on this day and on this day in Judaism. So we'll have a full program. Which we will start with the days of uh, the national theme days. This is an American uh, Michigas, mm. I guess you could call it. National Fish and Chip Day. And the website that I got this from says you can enjoy this English delicacy. Well, it's not actually English. Fish and Chips is a Jewish invention. Yes, yeah. I think yeah. it was the Portuguese, Portuguese. Jews that brought it over really? to England in the 1600s. Yes, yes. So I'll just read you this uh, little paragraph. The UK tradition of eating fish battered and fried in oil was introduced to, to the country by Spanish and Portuguese Jewish Im- immigrants who spent time in the Netherlands before settling in the UK as early as the 16th century. There you go. They prepared fish in a manner similar to pescado frito, fried fish, which is coated in flour and then fried in oil. Fish fried for Shabbos dinner on a Friday evening could be eaten the following afternoon for shalashudas. Shalos suda. We are suda shlishit is another way of saying it. Yeah. Third meal. Yep. Palatable as a liquid vegetable oil was used as a hard fat such as was hang on a minute palatable this way as a liquid vegetable oil was used rather than a hard fat such as butter Charles Dickens mentioned fried fish in fried fish warehouses in Oliver Twist in 1838 so there you go fish and chips is a uh, nice Yiddish invention yeah Glicks sell uh, cold fried fish. It's very nice. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Yes, they do. Yeah, I'll talk about that later in the show. Big news about Glicks. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. News. It's what also what National not. Donut <laughs> Day. You yeah, got that one, Gary? National Donut Day is the uh, always the first Friday in June, correct? I don't know what A good one. Uh, also, you've got National Rocky Road Ice Cream Day. 
Oh, that's mm, a, maybe a birdie. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, it's full of Rocky sugar. Rocky Road, that's uh, marshmallow and chocolate. Beautiful. Good for your diabetes. <laughs> oh. You can have moder- a little bit in moderation. I love my dentist day. That's a good one. Yeah, she's a good-looking sort, my dentist. She's all right. Yeah, here's, a, here's one. Nash- okay, a shout-out to Mahima Cronengold, who's my dentist. Right. Shabbat shalom to, to the Cronengold family. Uh, National Bubba Day. I like <laughs> that. Go. Oh, I like that one. And when's National Z today? Not on the list yet. We'll check it out for you. Right. have to ask Booba that. Yeah. <laughs> I've got another one here. International Sex Workers Day. Mm. I think we should interchange the dentist with the sex workers. In other words, love your sex worker and uh, love your whatever, whatever for the dentist. Uh, hug an Atheist Anathe- Day, the first Friday in June. What uh, hug an atheist. An atheist. Hug right. an okay. Hug atheist day. Hug Sounds atheist. a bit Hebrew, doesn't it? Does it? Hug. hug an hug. atheist day. Uh, gun that. violence awareness day, very important. National well, they the don't care about day. that one in America. No, they were shooting away. They're right day. into the guns. And here's one for you, Moisha. National... Rotisserie chicken day. Rotisserie chicken. Rotisserie. That's you know the that my mother used to make a rotisserie chicken for Shabbos every single week. Really? Yeah, she Tol- had a little rotisserie on yeah. the bench in the kitchen, N- not in the buy, oven, and buy a, a, a fresh chicken. Yeah, and put it in the rotisserie. Oh. Normally, it's in the oven. You put the attachment yes. on. And no, she, she did had it. a separate rotisserie. Ooh. And I, you. I tell you what. Tolson and Tom's nothing better. Tolson and Tom, yeah? Dripping it was. <laughs> Dripping. <laughs> Any others? Uh, in American Indian Citizenship Day. This is uh, an American site I'm looking at. National Leave the Office Early Day. No, I haven't got that one. Leave the Office Early Day. No, I think we'll call it quits there. That's about it. We've yeah, done about 10, enough. 12. That's yep. Now we'll play a station ID and a song, part of our tradition here. And we'll be back shortly. The station with the best, 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 best music. Best music. I love the I music. Love the music. Best music. J Air 88 FM. Mein <laughs> 
Im Fahrtier im Feierläufen, sog mir Tochter Aderabe, nur dein Abba, in Werfle geh mit dir spazieren, im Bett hasse für dich opfieren, in Zurika heimbegleiten, nur dein Abba, wer wird Kleider dir bestellen, die sollst da Bucher starke fällen, wer wird da Hussen dir zu greiten, die allein, Yaldati, Yaldati, at levader belibi, ani ansorotach ve shmorotach ve etelach etlibi. Yaldati, Yaldati, at levader belibi, ani ansorotach ve shmorotach viti. Einer sich gewires reichtum auf der Welt. Wer darf denn aschires, wie bist du in Geld? Mein Mädel, mein, bist in Arzt mir rein, ich will hitten dich im Baschitzen dich fein. Sich gewieres Reichtum auf der Welt Werd auf den Aschieres Die bist darf in Geld Meine Mädel, mein Bist in Arzt mir rein Ich will hitten dich Im Waschitzen dich fein J.E.R. 88FM and that was Max Perlman with a song called Mine Maidele Mine. My Dear Little Girl, or something along those lines. You know that, uh, just to let you know, we've got to uh, remind uh, our listeners and even those that are not listening <laughs> that we need your membership. We need your dough. But it's only $54 a year. And, you know, we've got on the table here there's all of these pieces of paper that tells us about this, and it's got a blaring mistake in the uh, in the typo here. It says your membership enables us to pay our bills and provide quality radio like the show you're currently listening to. I didn't know that we are a quality radio broadcasting show, Gary. But there you uh, go. According to the person that's typed this out. Uh, 10K Radius is a quality radio show. Of course. There you go. We're top of the pops. So uh, you join up via the website, which is day, J, J, J for Jewish, j-air.com.au, $54. Mamma Tia. Ah, absolutely. When you you consider how much it costs me to be a member of the MCC each year, it's a it's a blinder mm. Matsya, mm. fifty four bucks. How much does it cost to be a member of the MCG? About five hundred and fifty bucks a year. What do you get for that? Pretty much nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you can sit in the members reserve, and you get priority at uh, finals. I you think you get priority. Depends yeah. on what level you are. Yes. You start as a provisional, then you become a junior, and then you become a full. Takes about. 
Five hundred years to become a full. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never get there anymore. It's good if you're a businessman. You take your clients. Oh, there, yeah. You a, you yeah. Look, the facilities box. are very good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you just get here. You just walk in. It doesn't cost anything for at the matches, and uh, you can take visitors in for ten bucks a visitor, etc. Mm. Um, etc. Et so. Look, it took me 19 and a half years to get a provisional membership, about another four years to become a junior. And I'm still waiting, fellas, for me full. <laughs> I've been waiting about another seven years and it still hasn't come. It would be good if they hold the grand final on Sunday and you can go. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> that won't happen. <laughs> nah, nah. The churches will be against yeah, that. Yeah. Why? Well, they it's, play it's the Holy Sunday. You can't play footy on the Holy Sunday, can they're, you? They're playing on Easter. Mind you, they Easter, pulled, they play Friday. now on Sundays. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They play basketball. Yeah. Good Friday, there's football now. Yeah. It's all changed. Yeah. They play grand finals on Yom Kippur. Yeah, oh, yes, on Yom Kippur. The famous right. one, Collingwood yes. St Kilda. Yes. Ian Seaman. He got dispensation, according to some sources. From yes. He got <laughs> sprinkled with holy water. <laughs> Anyway, that's yes, it. let's get on with the program instead of all this dribble, dribble, <laughs> fun, f- frippery, and frivolity. That's what it's all yeah. about on Tenko Radius and every Friday. Few, and a few we few. try and take your mind away from the Soros, the Saros, yes, <laughs> that true. you've all got out there. Okay, speaking of Soros, anyway, George. George, George, George Soros, George, multi-billionaire. I wonder if his, his translation of that mean, of his last name actually means trouble. George Soros, Soros, Soros. It's related. It's in it's in the root word. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, it's to do history time. History time. June two. Historical events. King Gaiseric. Or Gaius Seric and the Vandals sack Rome in 455. Sack Rome. Sack Rome. Yeah, they plundered the city, Gary. Yeah. And they re-employed him later, 14 days later. I know. They they sacked the city of Rome. Mm. They took away all the pizza. (laughs) Is a pizza a Chinese invention or was that No, 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 no. no. The Chinese invention is dim sim. Naples invented the pizza. Yes. And a pizza in Italy is vastly different from the pizza we buy in Australia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They reckon the way in Australia is a lot better. No, the opposite. No, you reckon the one in Italy is better? No, the one in Italy is dark. Really? Yeah. It's just cheese and tomato. Uh, They put spices, garlic. They say Chinese food in Melbourne is the best in the world. Did you know chop suey is not a Chinese dish? It's an American dish. Is it? Mm. Yes. Okay. Chop suey is an invented dish when the... Anyway, never mind about that. (laughs) 1862, we're talking about. Robert E. Lee yes. takes command of the Confederate Armies General. of North Virginia during the American Civil War. There's a, sh- a song about Robert E. Lee on the Robert E. Lee. Uh, in 1896, Italian engineer and inventor Guglielmo Marconi, Marconi uh, yeah. applies for the first patent 
for a system of wireless telegraphy Mm. in the United Kingdom. Yes, he was in competition with Tesla. The Tesla decided to make motor vehicles, electric motor vehicles. Back in 1896. Well, he he thought about it. Tesla was... But Elon Musk, he took the idea and made something out of it. Few Bob. In, in 1953, Queen Elizabeth II is coronated, I guess you could say. What, on June the 2nd? On June the 2nd. There you go. 1953, Queen Elizabeth, in Westminster Abbey. Well, we've just seen her son go and through that the was same rigmarole. Gary, from memory, that was uh, the first uh, international event to go on television, mm. in black and white. Yeah. Was it? Yep. Right. Not the same as it is in colour. No, not the no, same. Nowhere near it. In 1989, 10,000 Chinese soldiers are blocked by 100,000 citizens in Tiananmen Square. Yes. Beijing. Yes. Protecting yes. students demonstrating for democracy. No one will ever forget the guy standing in the middle of the square with uh, the shopping, his coal shopping bags, uh, standing in front of the tank. You yeah. remember that? Mm. That image is yeah. uh, one of the yeah. iconic images of world history. Yep. He'd just gone to the coal supermarket and bought his fruit and veggies, and he thought, why not? I wonder what ever happened to him. I don't reckon he got to actually what's, eat any of those what's veggies. Chinese for gulag? Um, He's never, he was never heard of after mm. that. Here's an interesting... And his wife is still waiting for the fruit and veggies from the cold <laughs> supermarket bags. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they do eat a lot of fermented food in Asia. Chaim, where are you? <laughs> I'm waiting for the kartoffel. <laughs> James Gibbs of Virginia patents the chain-stitch single-thread sewing machine on this day in 1857. Any the wiser? No. Famous birthdays. Marky Desaad... 1740 to 1841. Uh, sadism is the topic for that one, I think. He liked whipping the himself. B and D sadism, I think. That yeah, the, is he part of the LGBTQI? Uh, <laughs> debatable, those? yeah. Edward Elgar. He's a composer, I think. 1857 to 1934. Edward was a composer of English. His best-known works include Elgar's Variations and the Pomp and Circumstance Marches. I uh, I know the that one, but I George Lohman, eighteen sixty-five to nineteen hundred and one. George was a medium-paced bowler in cricket, English, who still holds the record for the best Test bowling average. Doesn't say what it is here. Talking about cricket, Gary, Steve Smith is having a birthday today. So Steve Warren, Mark. Yeah, the twins. You're right there. The uh, the twins, and I think uh, they were born in 1965. The twins. Uh, Steve was first, and then four minutes later, Mark was born. That's why he's called Junior. Yeah, in. Uh, in Cam- the Campsie Hospital in, in Canterbury 
You know where that is? In, in Sydney, somewhere in Sydney. In, top international cricketers they were. Now they're commentators, yeah? yeah. The War Twins, yeah. But no, Steve, they're not commentators. No, one of them is. Mark War, I Mark think. Mark War, yeah, not Steve. Steve War is a yeah. now, philanthropist, sort of. Could be. Steve Smith was born on the 2nd of June, 1989. So what's he? How old is he today? How's your maths? 34. 34. He's a Gemini, correct? Today's Gemini? He would be a Gemini. Yeah. Born in Kogara. 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 Yeah, wish him Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. The cricketers' uh, birthdays today. They're on the same day as Johnny Wisemore. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's a good one. Yiddish boy Gary. Hungarian, he was. Was he? He was born in Hungary and then I think he went to America. Famous uh, actor. Famous swimmer. He was an Olympic gold medalist. He died in uh, about 1984, something around. 1984. (coughs) Let's see what it says. He was very fond of Jane (laughs) and and, and chimpanzees. Remember in black and white, Tarzan? He loved monkeys. A legend, he is. He won five Olympic gold medals. He was a phenomenal Mm. uh, swimmer. Johnny Yitzchak. He, he was the very first, yes. actually, the very first um, celebrity Olympian, mm. Mm. Johnny Wisemore. He was born in Hungary. Yeah, that's what I said. 80 years old he was, was when he, he died. Was he Jewish? Yeah, of course. Yitzchak. Yes. Yitzchak. Vasmala. Vasmala. And there's uh, another birthday that I don't know why we bother with. Peter He's Sutcliffe, the mass murderer. Mm. Oh, yeah. The Yorkshire oh. Ripper. The Yorkshire, the Yorkshire Ripper. Ripper. A bandit. Oh. Found guilty of murdering 13 women between 1975 and 1980 mm. in Manchester and West Yorkshire. An attempted murder. I don't know why we uh, bother. No, waste of time. Celebrity birthdays. Charlie Watts. Yes, he passed away, the drummer from the Rolling Stones. 1941 to 2021. Yeah. Wayne Brady, the American entertainer, singer, dancer, comedian. He's 51 today. And Abby Wombach. He's 43 today. Any any ideas? Abby Wombach. <laughs> well, close. Wombach. Wombach. Abby or Abby. He's a double Olympic gold medals, gold medals, FIFA Women's World Cup champion and the 2012 FIFA World Player of the Year. Oh, she's a footballer. Her real name is Mary Abigail Wombach. What about this guy? I think you'll remember him. Jerry Mathers, the American actor. Is he still alive? He was born on the 2nd of June, 1948. Mm. I know. Jerry Mathis. Jerry Mathis. Ma- was he the the beaver? Leave it to beaver or not? I Someone tell know. us. Got Ring no in idea. and tell us nine zero six nine two zero eight six or the SMS zero four zero four double five six nine double eight. And a few famous, more famous deaths in history. Giuseppe Garibaldi. Yes. Italian. Yes. Yes. Eighteen oh seven to eighteen eighty two. A dictator, wasn't he? No, I think no? he was a uh, good guy. Was he? Yeah, he central did figure he, in. Did he unify Italy? Unify, You're right. Yeah, that's what it's, it's what it says here. Yeah. his profession, 
unifier of Italy. There you go. Craig Statler. Gary, you know that name. He's a golfer. Great American golfer having a birthday today. Yeah. Born in 1953. Makes him 70s today. 70. He won the, um, the Masters mm. once or twice. Timothy Thomas Fortune, 1856 to 1928. He's an American journalist. I think he... He invented the Fortune 500. I was about to say that. Did he have anything to do with the Fortune 500? Uh, he was born, well, he might have. He's civil rights leader, orator, writer, civil rights leader, American, born into slavery. Fortune became a journalist studying the newspaper, The New York Freeman, later The New York Age in 1884. The paper's influence made him the leading black journalist of the age. Good on you. Uh, who else? Lou Gehrig, the baseballer, 1903 yep. to 1941. Yep. Apparently he had a bit of a temper. Did he? Isaku Sato, Japanese Prime Minister, 1901 to 1975. And my fair lady, Rex Harrison, 1908 to 1990. The English actor. Now, Mendel. Okay, let's have a look at some uh, Yiddish history. For the 13th of seven, Yud Gimel seven. Some of the events, uh, let's, we'll go to the aish.com website and have a look what they're saying here. Back in 1948, on this day, the government of Costa Rica gave diplomatic recognition to the new state of Israel. Due to its political balance, Costa Rica is often referred to as the Switzerland of Central America, and for years Costa Rica was one of the only countries to house its embassy in Yerushalayim. Yes, for, very, for, very pro-Israel. Yes, yeah, still is, still are. The, for many decades of the 184 nations with which United States has diplomatic relations, Israel was the only one where the U.S. Embassy is not located in the capital city. This was changed on the 14th of May, five years ago in 2018, when the Trump administration moved the American Embassy to Jerusalem. And I believe Hungary's in, involved now with the debate. Yeah, they're denying it, but That's they're... Right. There's rumours. Rumours, yes. Stay tuned. You'll have, uh, Hungary have will be moving their embassy to... Something in twat him about that Moshe maybe to Iraq Hodesh yes now the Chabad.org has a few uh, history items for the 13th of Sivan and um, I'll just uh, tell you in a nutshell Moshe what they're saying here Uh, Something to do with Schneer's <laughs> no, Mendel. The, the, the year was 13, 13 before the Common Era. Moshe Rabbeinu on atop Mount Sinai. He yeah. went up to the mountain and the cloud covered the mountain for six days. On the seventh day, God called to Moshe from within the cloud. And Moshe came within the cloud and he went up to the top of the mountain, and, Mo- and Moshe was upon the mountain 40 days and 40 nights from this date, the uh, 13th of Sivan. On the morrow, yeah. 
of the giving of the commandments. Moshe was sent to Mount Sinai. Yeah, this is what they're saying for this day. Yeah, cheesecake for the whole people. After being cleansed by the cloud for six days, he was ushered into the presence of God on the 13th of Sivan. In back in the year 1313, before the Common Era. 1948, the 13th of Sivan, a bombing in Cairo. Following the War of Independence on the 6th of Iyar, citizens in many Arab countries began harassing their Jewish co-citizens Oftentimes inflicting casualties and substantial property damage. The 5,000 Jews living in Cairo were also uh, repeatedly victimised. And on the 13th of Sivan, a bomb uh, exploded in the Jewish quarter of Cairo, murdering 22 Jews and uh, wounding more than 40 others. A big tragedy on this date. The systematic persecution caused most Egyptians Jews to flee, many choosing to move to Eretz Israel. Today, there are virtually no Jews remaining in Egypt, they're saying. Very few remain there. That's some history. We'll have a look at one more item of history for the 13th of uh, uh, Sivan. While Moish is answering a phone call there. I've got a text from, uh, this is important. I got a text from uh, our good friend Morris Klein. Shabbat shalom to you, Morris. Um, well-known Holocaust survivor Gary Gray passed away. Oh, very no- lovely chap, His Gary. His daughter Elisa mm. posted it a couple of hours ago. And uh, Gary Gray, he was a used a car salesman. For many years on the Nepean Highway, I East think, Brighton, uh, Chrysler, Chrysler. Was it Chrysler? He sold a lot of Valiants, yes, Valianchikis in the uh, early days. Lovely guy with a guy, guy with Hirschfeld, a guy called, I forgot his first name, Hirschfeld. Milton, Milton Hirschfeld, those two were the car salesmen. Extraordinaire. He was in yes. the game for years, yes. Gary Gray. And also, for many years, well into his 80s, and he was uh, a member of Machal, Israeli dancing group. Right. He was a fit guy. I think he played a lot of... Uh, I think he was a competition tennis player also for Ajax. Yes. That's sad news. Baruch Dayan Hayemet. Yeah, Baruch Dayan Hayemet. I remember Gray, yeah. looking at his face on those ads. Yes, in, in the Jewish news. In the Jewish news. A fit news. guy. Always like, super fit. Yeah. He, and he looked absolutely immaculate exactly. in the photo. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I can still remember the pictures. Yeah. Every week they had an ad. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, he was a great guy. I don't know so why it sad. is. It's, we just anyway, that. one more item for the 7th of... Uh, sorry, the 13th of Sivan. It's the Yorzeit of Rabbi Chaim of Volozhin. V-O-L-O-Z-H-I-N. Volgin. Is that prob- Volgin, probably yeah. in the Ukraine, uh, on the border of Russia? So, I think so. He maybe, was, maybe Lithuania, I'm not sure. Um, uh, but, uh, I think you're right. He was born in 1749, died in 1821, 13th of seven, the most prominent student of the Vilna Gun. Yeah, yeah. M- more than likely born in Lithuania. Rev Chaim established the Volazin Yeshiva in 1803, which was... Uh, Judaism's main Talmudic study centre throughout the 19th century when tens of thousands of students passing through its doors. The yeshiva remains the model of yeshivas today. Rav Chaim's most famous work was uh, Nefesh 
Hachaim, a Kabbalistic work which emphasizes the importance of Torah study and mitzvah observance for coming close to Hashem. He also authored uh, two books, Ruach Chaim and Nishmas Chaim. Yorza today, 13th of 7 of Rabbi Chaim Mavolozin. Yes. There you go. We'll have more Jewish history next week on 10K Radius. We hope you are are enjoying our show and we'll play a little music now Miriam K. Siegel Zeit Bagrist let's have a listen Befreit, I die, Zeit bei Christ in hellem Heint, I die, in der Hochmut, Kurnisch in Schier, I die, to freak, je freak, je freak, Pamir, I die, Ay, 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 
Enjoy listening to J-Air? Support us and become a member by visiting our website, j-air.com.au. Mendel, it's over to you. Well, it's... Uh, it's a oh, by the way, just to let you know, Volushin was in Belarus. Oh, Belarus. Minsk. Okay. Yes. Yes, that makes... Uh, in 1854, the head of the yeshiva was uh, the Soloveitchik rabbi. Yosef uh, Soloveitchik. Yes. Doyen of the Soloveitchik dynasty. But anyway, you've got some really riveting news, uh, Mendel. We'll talk about Now, listen to this, listeners. This is is, uh, very, very. uh, This is hot off the press. There may be something in this week's Jewish news, but Morris. I reckon there will be. We haven't seen anything yet. The closure of one of Glick's uh, shops that was uh, operating for some uh, 20 years in Centre Road, Bentley's making big news. Closed, shut the shop, Centre Road shop has gone, which means that Glick's only have the three outlets now. Uh, the the original one at 330 Carlisle Street in Balaclava, yeah. uh, 152 Glen Ferry Road, Malvern, yeah, and next the th- door to the butcher shop, yeah, Continental, Lewis and Son, yeah. and the third one, which is also a question mark. I've been past a few the times. City? No, Hawthorne Road, four forty-seven Hawthorne Road, Caulfield oh, South. Yes, yes, sometimes yes. open, sometimes not. Yes, I reckon the story there too will be the next one to go. Yeah, now. It's very interesting. The I'll talk about the history of Glick shortly too. It's the uh, empire. The shrink. empire is it ever? Um, the first cafe was opened by Nathan Glick in Malvern, which we just spoke about. Now the one next to the Continental Butcher in okay. two thousand, year two thousand, twenty three years ago. Okay. Then Bentley followed, which they've closed now. Then Flinders Lane. Yep. Had a good outlet there for the people working in the city for many years. Yep. That's uh, that's gone. South Melbourne was opened after that at the Spotlight Centre. That's gone. Uh, the one at Southland closed in 2016. Yes, I remember that one. At on one closed. Uh, the uh, Let me see where else they've got. El- um, Elstonwick's closed. That was due to a health issue many years ago, remember, in Glen Huntley Road? Glen Huntley Glicks. Road near the pedestrian crossing. And the one in South Corp we've, we've talked about now. So at one stage, they had about eight shops. You know why I reckon that they're closing up? They've run out of dough. <laughs> There's another theory yeah, here. Look, Did you like um, that one? They also operate... The Huff Bakery, a big uh, cafe in Carnegie and Mentone, seven days a week. That's uh, that's one of their uh, Geschäften as well. Um, and also, a few years ago, you might remember, they applied for a shop at Chadston Shopping Centre. Yeah. It was knocked back because they wanted... Th- John Gandall wanted too much rent. They <laughs> they wanted them to operate seven days a week, which they couldn't on the Shubbers, yeah. so they knocked them back. That would have been uh, a great location, but that didn't go through. Right. So now I think they're only running the two shops. Some of the listeners might be able to help us. Ring us in. Ring up 9069-2086. Um, 
But when you look back at the history of the uh, the Glick Empire, it's a fascinating story. I'll just go into it. Uh, It was uh, founded in the late sixties, about nineteen sixty-eight, by Mendel Glick. Now he was a legend. He was. He started off in a small retail shop on Kuyong Road in Caulfield North there. Yes. He was at that time only doing... Um, broken he was, biscuits. He was, he was baking biscuits and cake. You could buy cake. broken biscuits at Coles <laughs> in a jar. <laughs> but he was also doing a famous... Uh, Ayakichel. He had a terrific yeah, recipe that nobody could beat. Yes. The yellow, it had that With special... Some herring and uh, a It was a beauty. And a whiskey. Yeah. Oh, it, it was, was a famous nothing better. Kirchel that yeah. they haven't been able to reproduce. No, no one's been able to no, do it. because the ones now haven't got the same texture nah. or colour. Nah. But then he got on to uh, reviving the old uh, Polish recipe of... Uh, and method of doing boiled bagels. Yes. This is what kicked off the empire, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Because from boiled bagels, uh, he he was able to establish the shop in Carlisle Street, and it became an empire after that. When you think about um, uh, the the uh, the what they've uh, supplied throughout Australia, they're, they're in every supermarket, aren't they? Coles and Woolworths, you yeah, can get yeah, yeah. products. Yeah. Um, Mendel Glick was actually, his real name was Unglick or Unglick. He actually, you know what that means? Unglick means bad luck. <laughs> so he changed it to Glick and he had the motto, if it's Glicks, it's good. Remember? If it's clicks, it's good. <laughs> it's good. It was, he was born from... The, he um, never knew his actual birthday. Well, according to some people, he died at the age of 94. Some say 92. But his real surname was Unglick. Unglick or Unglick. Yes. He changed it to Glick. Uh, uh, he died in July 2014. He was born in a small village near the Polish-Czech border, a place called Krzepski, K-R-Z-E-P-I-C-E. Have you heard of it? No. Gary, Gary, you heard of that one on the Czech border there with Poland? No. Krzepski. And uh, even on his last day, he was still working at the shop, I believe. That's what they're they're saying. Of course. He was... uh, at one stage, working about 15 hours in the shop, well into his 90s. Yep. And the history of the Glick family in Australia goes back to 1949 when he arrived here with his wife, uh, Sarah. He worked three jobs to buy that business on Kuyung Road we, that we spoke about before, yeah. that little shop. And... Uh, he told me that he absolutely loved working, mm. hated going on holidays, never went on a holiday. Yeah. And his whole life was the shop and the and children the, and the business yeah, and, and the and the uh, children, the, the grandchildren. grandchildren. I believe there's about 170 plus descendants oh, in that lot. Glick there's family. He was yeah. married in November 1945, straight after the war to Sarah. And uh, he... Uh, he um, l- learnt his skill post-war at a U.S. military uh, kitchen. Did well, you know you that? Go. All he's rolling out the dough and all that. He learned the, the skills dough. there. 
Um, the best time to go and buy anything at Glicks was just before six o'clock closing time when <laughs> I used to go. Yeah. And you could walk out with all the merchandise for for garnish mit garnish mm. and uh, he'd just say, Nam, 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 yeah, take whatever get you the want. Bench. He was a good person. Oh, yeah. And uh, he, all he wanted was a lift home because he didn't drive. <laughs> That's right. I used to take him down Balaclava Road to mm. his home. and uh, he, You know, he would arrive at sunrise there in the shop, open oh, it up. It. And he, he loved it. He loved it. He rolled loved out it, the dough. And he served behind the counter with yep. that smile. He's always smiling. And he He's, never had a price. <laughs> You'd go in once to buy yeah. a bagel and he'd say... Such and such a price. Yeah, yeah. The next day you go in for exactly the same thing and it'd be half the price that he charged you the day before. <laughs> and the next day it'd be double. That famous ca- chef's hat he wore all yes, the time. Yes. Nine children he had, Kanaina Horror. But here's the sad part of his life earlier on at the age of 12. He was he he, he unfortunately went to the his first concentration camp and he he spent time at five more. At Buchenwald, he had a leg ailment from an insect bite. But instead of going to the Nazi uh, camp doctor, who was giving deadly injections, he changed his mind and just let it heal by itself because the injections were ending up as uh, corpses, you know. That saved his life by not going into that doctor at Buchenwald. And the rest is history. Nathan, uh, his son, created the empire, starting with the first cafe in Malvern. And the rest is history. We still don't know why they've shut the Bentley Centre Road business because it was convenient for a lot of people Economics, living in that area. Of course. Economics, I would say. Maybe. Anyway, Kolakavod. Thank you for that, Max. This is 10K Radius. We'll be back in the second hour. folks this is gary with the second hour of 10k radius your friday fill of fun frippery and some fun facts we've just heard about the uh, demise of uh, clicks bakery shop in east bentley that's a shame bentley center road bentley main st- shopping strip it was there for 20 odd years gary yeah. yeah had a good run 
very good run. I wonder what they're going to do with all the what, the equipment. Sell it off to another bakery or leave it as a bakery that's not going to be Glick's. Wasn't there another baker next door to it? In yeah, there is. Um, one of the um, chains. Dell Bake. Is it Dell Bake? Brumbies or something. Brumbies not sure. Or but someone, please tell us more. 9069-2086. We must sort of... I forgot to mention all the uh, philanthropy that uh, the late Mendel Glick uh, was associated with. Jewish Care was one of them, Moshe, remember? Had yeah. a lot to do with their fundraising and a lot of other uh, local Jewish charities. They were always uh, at the forefront there. Was, and... Uh, uh, the Gutten Mensch, uh, very Gutten Mensch. Their main plant, Gary's in Whiteside Road, Clayton South. That was the old Sunnycrust Bakeries. Yeah. They uh, they operate the big on a big industrial scale there. Previously, they were in Carnegie on Dandenong Road, where they had a, yes, an older that style used plant. To be my father-in-law's building sold it to Mendel, mm, and that was sold again for the apartment block there, about fourteen million, I believe. Yeah. Fourteen million. That's a lot of bagels. <laughs> That's a lot of dough. Hard-boiled bagels carries the, the way to go. Um, well, he deserves a tada. Yep. So we'll we'll, we'll do it, give him a, a big tada. Tada. I don't eat ba bagels. I'm on this ketogenic diet, which precludes me from having ca carb carbohydrates. Every now and then, I have a nice vanilla slice from Hamish. <laughs> you should have at least uh, some bread, uh, seedy rye bread, Gary, for your I digestion. Get the, low, the low carb bread. Mm. Anyway, um, when I was eating Glick's bagels, the ones with the seeds on them were very nice. The four seed mix, I think. Mm. Sesame and uh, poppy. And caraway seed. Caraway, oh, beautiful. Very nice. You make a good bagel, Mr. Glick. Known around the world, weren't they? Probably. Well, so Australia-wide, definitely. New yeah. Zealand and Australia. Got written up in the and papers, isn't it? They, they do cakes as well, gourmet cakes now, and uh, croissants. I don't know, Moshe. They do catering still, if you want. You know, their famous mini bagels, Gary. They'll do them for you if you order them. Mm. Maybe we'll get a sample from <laughs> if they're listening. You never know. Uh, Send it into Jair. The time is... 11.04 and 59. And I'll just check the weather in case you're interested. The temperature has rocketed up to 10.8. <coughs> and Morris is about to give us twatum. Shall I play you in, Morris? Absolutely. Lead me in, Gazzy. Here we go. It's good news week. Sometimes it's good news, sometimes it's not so good news. It's good news, we unfortunately. Someone's dropped a bomb somewhere, contaminating atmosphere and blackening the sky. It's good news, we someone's found a way to give the rotting dead a will to live, go on and never die. Have you heard the news? What did it say? Who's one that raised? What's the weather like today? 
So here we are after a hiatus of Shavuot and uh, my uh, COVID uh, virus. So we've got a couple of items that I just want to bring up um, that uh, we missed over the last couple of weeks. First of all, Israeli NGO Bain Batov, which aims to support single religious Jews in search for a life partner issued a report a couple of Sundays ago that religious Jewish women want to get married but are not receiving enough matchmaking recommendations. Listen to this, Mendel. In a 481 individual survey, those religious Zionists between ages 25 to 40, 77% of the women surveyed reported that they practically never go out on dates, 77%. And 15% reported that they had never, ever been on any date. Wow. So there you go. you got all of these religious women wanting to get married, sitting at home, twiddling their thumbs, knitting socks, and watching uh, old episodes <laughs> of uh, I Want to Get Married. <laughs> they don't have televisions, all they, of those people. Oh, well, there you <laughs> go. That might be the problem. Yeah. Another one that uh, we missed a couple of weeks ago, Immigration to Israel. In the first quarter of this year, 2023, it dropped from almost every country compared to the first quarter of 2022, with the exception of... Which country do you reckon immigration Ukraine, did? Ukraine. Uh, close, Russia. Well, Russia. Russia. Yeah, yeah. From January to March of this year, 18,610 people immigrated to Israel, a climb of 24% over the same period last year. However, over 75% of those were from Russia from which immigration numbers tripled, citing mm. figures from the Jewish agency. The, uh, the change principally from the US and France, that is the numbers were down, was attributed to the high cost of living, increasing real estate prices and concerns surrounding the planned government's overhaul of the judiciary. Of the judiciary. So there you go. Um, Numbers are down. Um, let's, uh, I wanted to, uh, you know, we've got all of these sexual abuse uh, reports coming through from the Jewish schools we had um, post the Malkalifa scenario at the Adas. We had a student that was going to take the school to court as a civil matter um, student that said that uh, they had been abused and the school, the school hadn't supported them, etc, etc. And uh, this was settled out of court before they went to court. Don't know how much guilt was involved. That's uh, not uh, readily available. So uh, that's on that one. But we've had a couple of reports out of Mount Scopus. Now, mm -hmm. this is nothing secret. Um, it's on the internet. 
And I actually got uh, this morning, uh, actually it's dated the 1st of June, but I got it on my email this morning, and uh, it says, Dear Morris, so it's uh, actually to me. Today, maybe probably they knew that I was going to broadcast this morning, and it's from Amy Hershon, the college president, who says, Today, today, that is yesterday, the school received an inquiry from a journalist regarding historic allegations of bullying and discrimination. We have responded to this inquiry with a written statement from the board and it is likely that an article will appear in the coming days. We have zero tolerance for bullying at this school and the board's vision is for a modern Orthodox Jewish school that is safe and inclusive for all. As you know, the board has tasked Rabbi James Kennard, he's the current principal, as we know, he's retiring at the end of this year, with overseeing the full implementation of the 49 recommendations of the Child Wise Assessment by the end of this year. As a board, we are fully committed to an environment that celebrates each child for their unique gifts and which every young person can thrive. Please contact me if you have any questions or concerns. Yours sincerely, Amy Hershon, College President. So look, um, these are incidents that uh, are uh, historic to all schools. Jewish schools are no exception. And uh, it's good to know that at least Mount Scopus is um, going ahead with 49 recommendations from Childwise and uh, any bullying or any uh, abuses and so forth will be met head on by the board and the uh, and the college and good that's news. good news. Now the other thing Moshe is there any uh, results from the Brighton Secondary College uh, haven't court heard, cases? haven't heard anything Schlepsach a long yeah. time, that one. And, you know, I wasn't aware that the Mulcalifer thing is still going. We're still, still going. awaiting yeah. sentencing. Yes. I don't know what's taking so long. Because other students now finally are coming forward with the civil cases, like you yeah. mentioned. They're settling them. It's, uh, it's a delicate situation. It's part of the process. 18 charges she's facing, isn't she? They knocked back 11. I don't think that she'll be out for uh, next shores to eat cheesecake uh, out of the prison. <laughs> Anyway, um, we will see what uh, what awaits her in terms of her sentencing. Um, let's go on to uh, a couple of other things that happened. Uh, we had a function at uh, toasting the 75th birthday anniversary of Israel's independence here in Victoria. Premier Daniel Andrews, the... Uh, uh, who else was there? The opposition leader, the Israeli ambassador, etc., etc. Anyway, good to see that they were uh, front and sender, center in toasting Israel's uh, 75th independence. Um, what else have we got? Um, that's that and that. Um, I'm just uh, looking at the different things here. Let's go back to Israel. Uh, of course, we had Yom Yerushalayim celebrations the other day, uh, marking the miraculous liberation 
and reunification of Jerusalem in 1967. The important thing is that Yerushalayim has to be the eternal united capital of Israel and the Jewish people. In 1949, the State of Israel made its intentions very clear, moving the Constituent Assembly. Have you ever heard of the Constituent Assembly? That was the forerunner to the Knesset. It was called the Constituent Assembly, and they moved the Constituent Assembly in 1949 from Tel Aviv to Yerushalayim. And uh, we call on all international embassies to move their headquarters to Yerushalayim, and we look forward to the day where every international embassy will be located in Yerushalayim. Um, what about this one? The United Torah Judaism, that's a political party, their, champa- their chairman, uh, Moshe Gaffney, he said this week that he would donate clothes, listen to this, he would donate clothes to Noah Kirel. You know Noah Kirel. She's the... Uh, the singer that sang at Eurovision for oh, Israel. Yes. And Kola Kavot to her, mm. they came third. Yep. Very nice. Terrific effort. Um, something Unicorn or something. No, that was the previous song. No. Wasn't know. it Unicorn it could or something? Be. It could have been. I don't know. Anyway, uh, he believes she doesn't cover herself adequately during her performances. So... Uh, he said uh, he's going to donate us some clothes <laughs> to cover herself up. Listen, Moshe, while you got on that topic of music in, in Israel, yeah. last week we had Madonna doing sellout shows there and she didn't perform on fr- Friday or, or Shabbos because she sticks being not... she's, well, not she's Jewish. a Kabbalist. Yeah, she's a Kabbalist. Esther. And she went to the grave of the uh, one of the famous Rovs there, Kabbalah Rovs. And, and, and now in Eretz Yisrael you've got Robbie Williams doing concerts. Yeah, yeah. Sellout. Yes. He, it says here... He, uh, the Israeli fans mean an awful lot to me and he partnered... He does this beautiful duet with Noga Erez, famous Israeli singer. Right. Have you heard of her? Noga Erez. No, I've only heard of Noga in Carlisle Street and uh, Glen Eyre Road. <laughs> yeah. See, these entertainers? Absolutely. Pro-Israel. Absolutely. Kolakavod. Now, um, there's some polls that have come out. Um, I don't mean P-O-L-E-S. I mean P-O-L-L, um, which show that two weeks ago, the opposition would have formed a government. Mm. Um, but last week, the latest poll, commissioned by the uh, Ma'ariv, it shows that no bloc, neither the right or the left, could form a majority. Uh, so uh, we, 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 we need, uh, we, we don't want a, uh, an election uh, now because <laughs> we'll be back... We'll be back again to no majority government and we'll be bitter at Soros again. You know, we'll be going through uh, elections again. Um, looks so like the Israelis don't need a government. Oh, I tell you what, the Likud is down to 27 seats. Mm. Uh, Shas is holding at nine. UTJ at uh, seven. The religious Zionists are six. Omer uh, Yatsmur at five. 
That only gives the the right uh, coalition at the moment 54 seats. Um, the other side is 60, um, of which uh, the other six is uh, held by Hadash Ta'al, and they never form, they never come into a coalition. So no one's got the uh, got the numbers. Uh, we mentioned about the um, the Jewish Pride Parade. Yes. We don't have to go through that one no. again. Um, Israel has blasted the closure of an international atomic energy agency investigation into uh, a suspicious Iranian nuclear production site. Israel called it a matter of great concern. Iran continues to lie to the IAEA and deceive the international community, stated the Israeli communique. Foreign Ministry spokesman Lior Hayet warned that the closing of the investigation sends a message to Iran that they, the Iranians, can continue to deceive the international community and can continue on their way to achieving a full military nuclear program. It seems that what's going to happen here, that Iran will eventually um, get to build a full capacity in nuclear uh, capability. Um, the Americans, I read the other day, have developed or are in the process of completing a development of aircraft that can uh, drop bombs or something that can actually penetrate deep into Iranian bunkers and can blast the hell out mm. of uh, these uh, nuclear facilities. And there's huge drone warehouses um, stored deep underground. And we have to understand that the drones that are killing people in Ukraine and completely destroying the Ukrainian infrastructure, economy and the social infrastructure, etc., they are coming out of Iran. It is Iran that is supplying Russia with these drones. It is Iran which is the culprit in terms of what's going on in Ukraine. And uh, it's just so unbelievable that the international community is not taking a stronger stance against Iran in that regard as well as their nuclear program. A hundred thousand, a hundred thousand Haredim attended the funeral of Ashkenazi spiritual leader Rabbi Gershon Edelstein, who died yesterday in Bnei Brak at the age of 100. Wow. This has left a power vacuum that will need to be filled at the earliest. He was the head of the famed Ponovitz Yeshiva. Now, the big thing about Edelstein, although he was obviously religiously devout, he was a conciliatory link to secular Jews. And he had the respect of the secular left wing and was considered a bridge connecting the Haredi and secular worlds. So he's, he's going to be badly missed. 
and we need someone of his stature and of his character and personality that will continue to be a bridge between the religious Haredi and the secular um, part of the Jewish world. Now, the next thing. Um, You're listening to 10K Radio. You are. Don't forget to plug us. We've got some text messages to read out. Okay. Um, Now... Uh, you've heard of Erdogan. Yeah, he won. Finally, he, he, after fi- a he finally got over the line. Now, three decades, I think, he's been yeah. at the helm. Yeah. So, uh, President Yitzhak Herzog congratulated him last Sunday evening yes. for winning the Turkish elections, tweeting, and this is uh, what uh, Herzog said, I'm convinced that we will work to strengthen and expand the good ties between Turkey and Israel. Palestinian terror group Hamas released a statement also congratulating Erdogan, hoping for a new area of strengthening Islamic Arab ties and support for Palestinians. PA President Mahmoud Abbas also released a statement um, hailing the Turkish incumbent president's victory. I think um, he pronounced his, his name Erdogan. Erdogan. Like Erdogan. Like Recep, that's his first name. Richard. Recep, yeah. Erdogan, yes, that's right. He's got, Erdogan. He's Erdogan. got problems, Moshe, to rebuild after the earthquakes. Boy, oh, they're in the, bad. They're in bad shape. Very Turkey. bad shape. Very bad and shape. And just the last two items. Do you remember that woman that stripped at the uh, Western Wall yes. in February? Maya Ben Van Nisti, thirty-six who stripped down to her swimsuit and sneakers at the Kotel on February the 12th, was indicted yesterday on charges of disturbing the peace. <laughs> I think she disturbed the peace because she didn't, she didn't look that good, I'll tell you what. Uh, all visitors to the Western Wall must be dressed modestly and shawls are handed out to women whose clothing are deemed too revealing. So she's been indicted. Um, she could get three years in prison, Sad. plus a fine. So we'll see what happens there. Should and last but not least... Get less in Pakistan. Or um, do you know that there's an auction happening in Belfast Island? They're going to sell 10 items that were owned by Adolf Hitler. And the one that's triggering the most protests by a Brussels-based Jewish group uh, who has demanded that the, that the auction be cancelled. Um, Bloomfield Auctions featured on his website that on June the 6th, they're going to auction a pencil that, was, um, that has the letters AH stenciled into the pencil and they reckon that it's going to sell for around... A hundred thousand bucks could be after hours. I wonder if it comes with a pencil sharpener. <laughs> Another item is a small milk jug from Hitler's VIP dining wagon, and the estimated value of the milk jug a cool three thousand dollars. Last year, a watch said to have belonged to Adolf Hitler was auctioned in the US. You know how much it fetched. 1.1 million US dollars. 
Timex kept on ticking. Rolex, Rolex. I, don't know. Rolex. I don't know whether it kept time or not. Critics of such auctions have argued that they offer Nazi leaders celebrity status and glorify their actions as mass murderers and was an insult to the millions who perished, the few survivors and Jews everywhere. Morris, any comment from Devira Abramovich on that? Uh, Did you see any comments? No, no comments Very from Devere. If, if that was in Melbourne, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I wouldn't. No, uh, we're banning all of that. Anyway, no, these two, two little items before you close off, Moisha. Yes. On a sad note, you know, it's just rather there was a, a deadly drive-by attack on Tuesday in, in the West Bank in a place called Hermesh. 32-year-old Israeli civilian was killed, Mayat Tamari, and the... The, the mob responsible was the El Aqsa Martyrs Brigades, a terror group full of banditten linked uh, to PLO's Fatah. So it's never, uh, never ending. Also, Morris, early in the week there was a, a military ambulance hit by two bullets. Unfortunately, there was no casualties in uh, in Kiryat Arba. Near Hebron, yes. so there's some always uh, never ending, isn't it? Kiryatabra is where Avram Avinu and uh, his Correct. family lived. Yep, for many many years. So that concludes Twatum for this week. Thank you very much, gentlemen. And that is Twatum for another week, and we will be more. We'll have more twats next week. Next week. Imirza Hashem. Imirza Hashem. Jair is committed to diversity and inclusiveness for the Jewish and broader community. J-air.com.au Shalom. This is Molly and you are listening to Jair. Shalom. This is Molly and you are listening to Jair. We always give Molly two goes, mainly because I've stuffed up the recording. Um, we have two text messages. Really? Mazel tov. Yeah, I, wow. don't, I don't know why, but... Uh, is, this from Mo- is this from Morris Klein? No. No? No. Morris can text in. He's welcome. Yeah, he did text in before. Uh, he doesn't text in on... He texts About on your Gary line. Gray. I love a show. Yeah, here's one from Rachel Lasky-Engelman. There you go. Mishpacha. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't pay her again. No, no, no. Good morning, gentlemen. Shabbat shalom to the three of you. Fond regards, Rachel. Thank you, Rochala. Oh, yeah. lovely. And One of my shvestas. Oh, really? How many sisters have you it's got? Fate, it's fate. Oh. The, the, okay. Rachel's the younger one. Beautiful. And the next one, he's just got one word on it. Test. <laughs> Test. Test. Okay. Testing, one, two, three. I think that's from Amit. Try again, zero four zero four double five six nine double eight. We'd love to hear from you or give us a ring direct. We'll have a chat maybe about the Glick's closure of their Bentley shop, nine zero six nine two zero eight six. There was an interesting article in the Council News, whatever it's called, Glenira, Glenira News, the monthly magazine that comes out telling us what's happening in the city of Glenira. And did you realise that on the 28th of May... That was a few days ago. Yeah, a few Ma- days last ago, Monday. Last, last week, the town of Caulfield, on the 28th of May 1913, 
The town of Caulfield was officially declared a city, with a population of 13,000 spread over 5,000 acres. What year was that? 1913. 1913. Mm. Two months later, on July 28, 1913, the Governor of Victoria, Sir John Michael Fleetwood Fuller, that's a mouthful, proclaimed the city of Caulfield from the town hall steps. This historic event was followed by a trumpet fanfare and three cheers for the city of Caulfield from the many people present who packed the town hall. Gary, what drew Yiddish people to Caulfield? What do you think it was? Clicks? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. Well, they moved from know. Thornbury and Carlton. And uh, but there were, they, some of them came straight to Caulfield after Poland. Uh, was it... Uh, you could buy a house cheap at one stage in Caulfield. Yeah. Well, it was dear at the time. Yeah. It was be cheap today. Was it because it was close to the Bay, Bayside Brighton area where you had, you know, mansions and so forth? Well, it was close. You could, to, you could go for a spazier along the beach. When was St Caul- Kilda Beach, yeah, that's yes. what it is. When that's was it. Caulfield Shul built? Uh, late 40s, Gary, yeah. So it wouldn't have been... Early 50s, yeah. They started in the houses. We'd have to dig get the... But uh, they didn't come to Caulfield. I think they first went to Elwood. St Kilda, Elwood. Elwood, St Kilda. Caulfield. Elwood was a huge community. Yeah. St Kilda started where you had the Bialystoka house and a oh. lot of immigrants, yeah. post-Holocaust it only, it only takes one or two... And, and they follow. They follow like, like sheep. Uh, like sheep. <laughs> yeah. They even followed to Kew. From a lot of people came from Preston, yes. Thornbury to Kew. Yeah. And Baldwin, Baldwin, yep. Canterbury, all that oh. area, beautiful area. Don, the reason they went to Carlton, I would imagine, is that it was the first suburb next to the, the Melbourne CBD, and they could so go to could the mikvah in the city baths. Is another go to reason. The mikvah in the city yeah. baths. The big and cemetery. You could do there. Carlton cemetery. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they started in the city Yiddish yeah. life, in uh, in the shops that they used to have minyanim in. Uh, well, you had Flinders Lane, and you had uh, all the businesses there. Yeah, but uh, well, so. Jewish life started in Collins Street and in stores. We talked about it on air a few weeks ago. Michael uh, Cashmore and people yes. like that started. You had the Burke Street Shul, mm. yeah. and the East Melbourne Shul. Yes. Let's have a little mel- melody of from Fiddler on the Roof by Orit Orbach and Oded Shub. Here we go. We'll have we'll rest our voices for four minutes and thirty eight seconds.
tap everyone's tapping along with their foot. Well, you were dancing there, man, uh, Gary. I was stretching. I've uh, never seen you move like that before. Neither have I. <laughs> there you go. You're a fiddler on the roof. It's always you, popular. You were using muscles there you haven't used for years. What muscles? <laughs> yes. Anyway, Mendel. I've got some shout-outs. You're going to tell you're us a, a bit about... Uh, shout-outs first. Shout-outs, yes, um, go on. Shout-outs first. Um, got some new listeners, actually. They've told me this week that they're listening whenever they can to our show. Uh, first one, Luba Heyman from Caulfield South. Shabbat shalom to you, Luba. Hope you are enjoying today's show. Aram Marah. From Carnegie, regular listener now. And Shabbat Shalom to you and your sister. Sam Green, always give a shout out to Sam. Uh, don't forget to tune in on Sunday evenings to Sam's show at 9 pm for an hour. Sam Green and the Time Machine. And a, uh, just a heads up uh, there's a movie coming out later this year featuring Sam Green and his family tracing uh, his father's days. <laughs> as a partisan in the army it's called my father killed hitler uh, killed hitler my father, my killed, father killed a nazi sorry right <laughs> and it's this is a very big hitler movie himself. yeah a very big movie and sam will come in the studio tell us more about it gary this movie is being produced by danny ben moisha famous film producer who's done the outback rabbis and a whole lot of other documentaries about malka leifer and about the yeshiva cases with child abuse stay tuned more information about that movie with sam green's family uh let's give a shout out to kosher meals on wheels the crew's listening down there. Don't forget to get in touch with them. Their phone number is 0474-215-996 or have a look at the website, koshermealsonwheels.org.au. Big shout-out to Kay and Tiffany. Um, shout-out to Jack Eckstein from Caulfield North. Happy Jack. Shabbat shalom to you, Jack. Hope you are well. Uh, John Curtez from Brighton, Shabbat Shalom to you. Shmuel Anaki from East Bentley. He's settled here now. F he's been in Melbourne for four weeks from Brisbane. Lovely chap. I had the honour of meeting him. Had a lot to do with the Brisbane Hebrew congregation for some 40 years. As a bulk Koira and teaching by mitzvah boys. Shabbat shalom to you, Shmuel. Hope everybody is well. Uh, Rafua Shalema again, as we say, to each week to Tom Reisner from Gary and from Morris to you Tom hope you're well on the way to good health and have a lovely Shabbos um, finally we've got a, uh, a, a condolence notice uh, Moshe Eric official we didn't have the show last week so from all of us here today, we pass on our condolences. She was uh, uh, Nifta. She passed away on the 19th of May. She was born in 1956, a lovely lady. And uh, to the family, Yoram, her husband, and all the children and grandchildren. A sad loss, Erica Fischel. Uh, may her, her memory be a blessing and we'll say may it share no more sorrow and uh, the words of comfort 
as we say to you, uh, may you be comforted among the mourners of Zion and Yerushalayim. Hamakom yenechem Yerushalayim. And uh, Moshe, have you got a few there yes, before I continue? Yes, I've got three Thank you. Um, NATSAD, the Zionist Youth Organization of Australia's Progressive Jewish Community, has got a new president, Maureen Barton, and uh, we say muscle tov to her and well in that role. Also, a muscle tov to Brandon Joel, who last Saturday uh, played his 150th game for the, uh, for the Jackers, who won their first match after six consecutive losses in um, Premier B in the uh, VAFA. But the really big news, huge news, is Israel created history in Argentina this week. Um, They uh, beat one of the top soccer under-20 teams, Japan, in uh, time on. And and it marked Israel's first win in any FIFA World Cup match. Fantastic news. It elevated them second place in Group C, which automatically secured a spot in the last 16. And then on Wednesday morning, they beat Uzbekistan 1-0 also in the last minute of stoppage time to advance to the quarterfinals. The uh, Israeli soccer coach, Ophir Chaim, described it as the greatest match in the history of Israeli soccer. So Kolakavod to the Israeli under-20 soccer's team who has reached the quarterfinals of the FIFA Under-20 World Cup in Argentina. Of course, it got moved from Indonesia because Indonesia wasn't going to allow Israel to compete. Mm. So that is fantastic news. Um, Deserves it today. Absolutely. Look, I've got a few announcements as well. Have you got a few announcements there? We'll share them. You, you go first, uh, The first announcement is uh, for tomorrow morning in Ballarat. We have the monthly uh, Onyx Shabbat Wonderful. service. 10.30 a.m. start, followed by a lavish kiddish. And um, we hope to see a lot of people up there. And uh, we had over 100 people the, the month before for a family reunion of the four families, uh, Commissar of Zmood, uh, Grinblatt, and sure, it was fantastic. A whole weekend was spent by those families in Ballarat and uh, a wonderful Shabbos morning and Friday evening, Kabbalah Shabbos we had. It was fantastic to fill the shul. So keep that in mind tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Hope to see everybody in the historic uh, Ballarat Synagogue built in 1861. And on the Sunday, Moshe, wait, there's more. Yeah. Sunday the 4th which is this Sunday, the 4th of June at 2pm in the Paul Simon Hall at the Ballarat Shul. A special talk by Rabbi Menachem Aaron, who's the uh, leader of uh, RARA, the Chabad uh, RARA group that goes all around Australia. Great organisation. Great. They're on a mission to find all Jews in remote parts of Australia. He's going to talk about their activities and how you can um, get involved with uh, 
you know, helping to donate various things to Philan and to Laysim and other things. But um, the main thing is to locate Jews in remote areas. He's going to be talking from 2 p.m. this Sunday, the 4th of June. It's a free event. No need to book. Just come. 2 p.m. start, followed by refreshments in the Paul Simon Hall at the Ballarat Synagogue. I've got... uh, I'll hand it over to you. I've got one more announcement. Okay, just very quickly, a couple of announcements uh, regarding charities. Magen David Adom Australia, great organisation. They're looking for money and appeal. Uh, Donate today to purchase first responder electric medicycles in Israel. Donations above $2 are tax deductible and... uh, you can get in touch with info at magendavidadom.com.au or just call them on double nine eight nine three six double five. Also, Emmy Monash is holding their annual appeal. Give to them. Great uh, home for the aged. Uh, you can call them on eight five zero eight nine three double zero or go on to emmymonash.asn.au. Um, I want to also announce this coming Monday, the 5th of June, between 6.30 and 8.30. Do you like soup, Mendel, Gary? Who doesn't? Well, go to um, Super, uh, Super Bistro. They're holding a a soup share. Um, I don't know what that means. You get a soup and you share it with somebody. No one gets my soup. Um, Anyway, uh, for just $54... Fifty-four dollars better be a good bloody soup. <laughs> I tell you what, all you can eat. Uh, I think it's uh, they just keep filling it up. Yeah. Anyway, all profits go towards uh, the super charitable projects. You know that uh, Super is a fantastic restaurant yeah. organization where all the whether I don't know about all, but uh, maybe all the profits go towards charitable projects. Um, places are limited. Book today at www.trybooking.com forward slash chxbq uh, or just go down to Super and Book. That's this Monday, the 5th of June, between 6.30 and 8.30 for 54 bucks. What a great you organization. You can absolutely go absolutely sugar. Moisha, they started off in a little shop in Glen Huntley Road above a shop. Pakalech, they were called. I they were giving you. out parcels to the needy and every week, um, you know, fruit and veg- vegetables. They're a great organization. Anyway, Maybe. that's uh, on this uh, Monday night. Um, what Maybe else have we got few, coming up? Uh, Maybe for fifty-four dollars, they can. It's a called a bottomless bowl. <laughs> a bottomless bowl. Look, we've got an exhibition. I reckon this is. I'm definitely going to this one. Brith one at the Jewish Museum. The exhibition Shagal. Oh yes, you mentioned that. I reckon that that, that is going to be incredible. Yeah. Now I'll just tell you. It's of course at the Jewish Museum there in St Kilda. Um, and it starts on June the 9th. It goes to December the 10th. And there's a number of family activities uh, for the opening weekend and late night openings. To book, you must book. Visit jewishmuseum.com.au. I'm definitely going to have a look at that Mark Chagall exhibition. It'll be an absolute ripper. Um, now, also... Um, you know about all of this conversation about AI. 
whether it's good, whether it's bad. Um, well, Rabbi Label Wolf, he's the uh, the Rav at Spirit Grove. You know him well, Mendel, I believe. Um, he's giving lectures on AI and humanity, myths, dangers, and benefits. And uh, there's a number of lectures. The dates are Wednesday the 14th, 21st, and 28th. I believe that's most probably June. It doesn't say the month here. But anyway, 14, 21, and 28th Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. at Spirit Grow, 226 Balaclava Row. Entry is by donation. If you want to reserve a uh, spot, go to spiritgrow.org forward slash watts hyphen on. That would be very interesting to go and listen to. Uh, what have you got there, Mendel? One more. Yeah. Uh, it's a heads up because this is a charity event. Sunday, the 18th of June at 11.30am yep. yep. for one hour at the Umbrella Lounge in Glen Huntley Road, Elstonwick. I love it's, the Umbrella yes, Lounge. It's the, Eddie uh, Moses and myself doing a, an hour of Yiddish and Hebrew songs to sing along with and all money will go to Hatzola as a charity function organised by B'nai B'rith. Please come along and support us. Uh, Sunday, the 18th of June, starting at 11.30am. Get there at 11, get a nice comfortable seat, have a cup of coffee. We'd love to see and you ha- there. how long's that going for? It's going for an hour, from 11.30 to 12.30, Sunday, the 18th of June. You'll, you'll love it. The music is absolutely something special. I can't special. remember his name who owns the umbrella. Tamo. He's uh, from Georgia. From Georgia, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, give him a shout out. He may be listening, you never know, but uh rainy so night in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, boys, should anyway, we better go into I, the parsha? I, I will definitely try and do that. Yeah. Yes, oh. what, what tell oh. us a bit about the parsha, Mendel. Wait a minute. We need yeah. some music yeah. and then we're getting no, we'll have a joke. Have a joke first. Have a joke. Ta-da. Here's a joke from the Facebook site Jewish Humour. Little Yitzhak and Rivka are only 10 years old and they think they are in love. So they decide to get married. Yitzhak bravely goes to Rivka's father and says, Mr. Levy, me and Rivka are in love and I want to ask you for her hand in marriage. Keeping a serious face, Mr. Levy replies, Well, Yitzhak, you're a 10, I believe. Where will you both live? Yitzhak replies, In Rivka's room. It's bigger than mine so we can both fit in nicely. Still not try, still trying not to smile, Mr. Levy says, OK then, where will you get enough money to support Rivka? You're not old enough to get a job. R- Yitzhak replies, Rivka gets $8 a week pocket money and I get $7 a week pocket money. That's over 65 a month and that should be enough. Mr. Levy is surprised that Yitzhak has put so much thinking into the marriage so he tries to come up with something that Yitzhak won't be able to answer. He says, well, Yitzhak, it seems like you've got everything worked out. I have just one more question for you. What will you do if you should have little ones of your own? Yitzhak shrugs his shoulders and replies, well, we've been lucky so far. (laughs) 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 Boom, boom. boom. I give that one a ta-da. Shall we give it? Friday. What have we got? Pasha of the week? Yeah, the centre is Nassau. Nassau. Candle lighting this evening is at 4.51, getting earlier and earlier. And Havdalah tomorrow, 5.52.
tomorrow we read the longest sedra in the Torah. It consists of 176 verses. And yet that, question, that'll be a good shluf. A lot of it's repetition, though. It's, a, it's a, quite an easy sedra for the Balkor. A lot of the offerings are repeated. But yeah. apart from that, there's a message here because we've just celebrated Shavuos last week. But this is the first Shabbos after Shavuos, and it, um, Israel on this Shabbos shows its love for the Torah on this very first Shabbos after having received it by being unwillingly to bring the study of Torah to an end on this day. And it, uh, the 176 verses correspond uh, also to the largest number of verses in Tehillim and also the largest tract trait in the Talmud uh, Baba, Baba Basra also has 176 pages. Interesting facts I know you like facts and figures Moisha. That's a little bit, of course a bit It's all about facts The parasha derives its name from the verb Nassau which means lifting, carrying raising, forgiving or even it could mean of all things marrying from uh, marrying someone from the word Nisuin that means in Ivrit marriage, doesn't it, Morris? Yes. you in. On the other hand, it, it, it's referring to counting in a, in, uh, in a census and also to lift up the heads to imply that all who are counted are given individual uh, st- status. Sedra commences with a description of the tabernacle duties, the, the duties of the Mishkan, of the Levite families. And I read something really interesting, Morris, about the uh, the family uh, Kechas who carried the ark, though they had to do it barefoot. You know, it was so holy the ground that they were going to place it on, they did it barefoot foot. Anyway, the Levite families were responsible for carrying the uh, holy objects from one encampment place to the next. When the Mishkan was taken down, the Levite families were to transfer the curtains, the parochists and the tapestries, the boards and the frames to six covered wagons. Each of the wagons was drawn by a pair of oxen and the most sacred objects like the Aaron Kodesh and the menorah were carried by certain Levites on their shoulders from one encampment to the other. Sedra also uh, informs us of the laws relating to unclean persons, those who are uh, Tuma, who are not permitted to live within camp limits, either permanently or temporarily. Those who had leprosy were to live outside camp limits. Persons suffering from other diseases which made them unclean might not enter the section where the Levites camped. Those who were temporarily unclean because of contact with the dead were not allowed into the tabernacle area. There followed uh, then the laws concerning the Nazarites who were dedicated to the service of God and took upon themselves religious obligations beyond those required of Israel. Nazarites, according to the Sedra, also vowed not to cut their hair, not to drink any intoxicating beverages, not to avoid contact with any dead body. Usually such a Nazarite vow would be undertaken for a limited period of time. It was a holy promise which was made to God to be absolved of the promise Special sacrifices must be made before God. Uh, the Sedra concludes with the f- beautiful Berkas uh, Koichanin, the priestly blessing, Moshe. This is something special. It tells uh, of uh, 
God's guardianship, he blesses us with life and health. Yevavarecha Hashem, v'yishmarecha, may the Lord bless and keep you. Yerei Hashem ponova elecho v'hinecho, and to live in understanding with our fellow humans, may the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you, and concludes, may the Lord lift his countenance to you and grant you peace. Yisor Hashem Panove Lechov Yisem Lecha Shalom. It's only 15 words, but um, they've uh, been recited amongst us Yiddish folk for several thousands of years. And it is as meaningful today as when it was first spoken by Aaron and his sons in the Mishkan of the wilderness a long time ago. That sums it up, Moshe. Please say a pur verte. You've got 20 seconds. (laughs) I've got 20 seconds. I'll just say that I'll leave the message until next week. It'll be about Shimshon, the Shofet. Of course. uh, Samson, the famous Nazarite. The story of Delilah. Mm. The message behind it is an important message for all of us. And Abba Guten Shabbos. And wishing you well. And uh, may we all just know Sholem. Brocha, Hatzlocha, and Kol Tov. And as always, this program is dedicated to the six million who cannot tell the story today. Tune in again next week, Friday, for 10K Radius, 10 a.m.